0: Over the four days, we'll be together for short trainings to give you strategies and scripts so you'll never be stuck wondering what to say again. The challenge is happening May 14th through 17th and registration is open now for early bird pricing. So you get 60% off the challenge and you can hop in for just $19. Head to sports mom. Dot. FYI. Forward slash challenge to register. That's also linked in the show notes. We kick off on Monday, May thirteenth, with our pre-party, and I hope to see you there. So she comes to you and says, "Like, I feel like I'm always left out of my team. I feel like I'm always left out." Okay. Advice giving would sound like, "Well, have you tried asking to be um, part of the group? Have you tried picking a partner ahead of time? Have you tried talking to the coach?" Okay, so you're guiding her to a specific end. You're basically teaching her to rely on you to give her the answers and tell her how to think. On the other hand, if you are going to instead teach her how to think, part of that is activating this curiosity in her. Hey there, we're Christina and Brianne. And one of our greatest passions is enabling female athletes to uncover their greatness, allowing them to break free from their limitations and achieve their biggest dreams. As expert coaches and confidence and mindset educators, we created the Elite Competitor to enable moms and coaches to build lifelong confidence, resilience, and elite performance. Think of this as your weekly dose of inspiration, where you'll feel enabled with proven strategies, real life stories, and transformative lessons. Welcome to the Elite Competitor podcast. Welcome to our training. Today, we're talking all about teammate dynamics, teammate dynamics, and some of those tricky ones where maybe your daughter's not quite fitting in with her team. And we've all been there. So, welcome. We're going to dive into when your daughter doesn't fit in and other tricky teammate dynamics. As I was planning for this training, I, I went down a lot of rabbit holes and did, did a lot of research as well, and I will tell you right now that th- this, this topic is very complicated, and so today we're going to zoom in on just one aspect of it to get you started. So we have a framework on how we handle, you know, teammate dynamics and what you can do as her mom, and today I'm just going to teach you just one piece of it because I, I think this is a great place for us to start. And first of all, what I want you to know is the number one predictor of success on a team. Number one predictor of success on a team. And this comes from the book Culture Code, culture Code from Daniel Coyle, one of the, the best books that I've read around culture surrounding teams. So as a coach, I'm also you know a volleyball coach who has been a game changer in how I coach. Number one predictor of success on a team is psychological safety psychological safety. And what does that mean? Basically, this means that athletes in a team feel safe to be themselves. They feel like they belong. They don't have to like change who they are to fit in. They belong rather than fit in. They feel like they can risk and fail and be okay. And so this psychological safety where athletes feel safe just to be who they are and and free to connect, free to fail, is one of the number one predictors of success on a team. So obviously this is a very important thing in, in the success of a team and the teammate, the teammate culture and the team culture on a team depends on a lot of factors. Obviously it depends on the coach and what the coach is doing to influence those dynamics and what the coach is doing to form connections and relationships with the girls. It depends on the girls on the team and just kind of the mixture of personalities that you're getting, right? Because that that determines a lot, right? What kind of personalities were, doing. it also depends. I know someone commented on this, like the mixture of grade levels. So in high school sports, right? You could have a freshman and a senior playing on the same team and that maturity and that perspective is so incredibly different. It also depends on the level and the competitiveness in the team. So you know, if we have a super ultra competitive team and the focus is on winning and it's kind of this dog eat dog, like I'm competing for my spot and I want you to mess up so that I can get more playing time, that's going to impact the culture and the feeling of inclusiveness and you know, what happens on the team. And as I'm saying these things, I want, you, I want you to think like, okay, there's a lot of different factors, okay? And realize that a lot of that is out of your control. And so I need you to realize that you can't necessarily control the coach's knowledge on how to build rapport on their team. You can't control necessarily what team bonding activities they choose to do or if they choose to prioritize it or not, unless you're very strategic on the coach that you pick out and you know that they do that. You can't necessarily control the group of girls that are selected for that team and the personalities that exist. You can't control you know, the grade levels that they are and their life experiences and the perspective that they have. And so as we're diving into this, I first want you to, to realize what we always tell athletes is to focus on what's in your control. And sometimes when our focus shifts to, well, the coach isn't doing that, or this girl's so mean, or, you know, she she's jealous of this girl. We're like putting our focus on all of these things. And in a sense, we're also like, shifting the blame to those, those pieces. And yeah, they do. There's, those are factors that influence things, but let's shift it back to what's in our control because you can't control all of that. Right. And so what is in your control? What is in your control? And that is your response to your daughter when she is coming to you and she is saying things like, I don't fit in. My team doesn't accept me right? I'm feeling left out. Those, your response to her is in your control. And that is what we're going to zoom in on today. And there are so many teammate dynamics that we could talk about. Today, we're just focusing in on this one part of if your daughter is not feeling like she's connecting with her team, or she's not feeling like she's fitting in. And that was a very tricky teammate dynamic. And teammate dynamics are going to be with your daughter for her entire playing career and beyond. She is always going to have to handle tricky relationships. You know, relationships and uh, friendships and teammate dynamics are hard as an 11-year-old. They're hard as a 14-year-old. They're hard as an 18-year-old. They're hard as a college student. I'll be honest, they're hard for me as an adult, okay? This is not something that you're going to have your daughter escape from. And so the best thing that you can do is manage your response and equip her with the skills so that she feels confident navigating these things instead of thinking that when they happen, that there's something wrong with her. Because there's absolutely nothing wrong with your daughter. This is a very normal, normal thing to feel left out or feel like she's not connecting with somebody. To expect that we connect with every single person that we come in contact with is an unrealistic expectation. You don't do that, I don't do that, right? So the best thing we can do is just manage our response because that's gonna go a long way and then give her the tools where she feels confident knowing how to navigate, okay? So this one area where I want you to get started on today, this is just what I want you to focus on. So when your daughter is coming to you and she is telling you that she's not connecting you're not fitting in, this is what I want you to keep in mind, okay? This is a philosophy of framework, okay? I want you to think about how to teach her how to think rather than what to think. Teach her how to think rather than what to think. If you're taking notes, take notes, right? This is going deeper than just like some other things that maybe you were expecting, all right? Because we're thinking long-term for our athletes. We wanna think not just this team, but the next team she's on and the next team and the next team and the friendships that she's encountering at school and in college and beyond, right? In her life, we want her to think, you want to teach her how to think, not what to think. And so when we, typically what happens is when our daughters come to us and they're saying these things, we want to give a solution and we want to control what they think about it. So for example, you know, she comes to us and she says something and and like, I felt left out. I didn't get chosen for a partner, something like that. And our response is something maybe like, oh, well, did you try asking somebody else? Or did you make sure that you were there early enough so that you could snag a partner? Did you tell the coach? You know, like we're trying to solve the problem for her. We're teaching her what to think. And if we do that, if we do that, and it's our natural response, it's like what we do. We want, we're problem solvers. But we want to like, and we also don't like to see our kids in pain. So we're trying to solve it for them. But if we do that, we are sending her the message that she's relying on us or other people to determine how she thinks about things. And we don't want to do that. The best thing that we can do to enable her confidence is to teach her how to put data together, how to pause, how to get curious, how to ask questions rather than jumping to immediate answers or statements or stories. We want to teach our daughters how to notice her own thoughts about situations that are unfolding in front of her and notice her own reactions. And our daughter's confidence and sense of self hinges on this ability to think for herself and trust what she's thinking and feeling. Trust that it's true. And trust that she can work her way through situations by getting curious and so when we jump in and we just like rattle off all of these suggestions and these ideas and we give advice instead of pausing and being curious, we're robbing her of confidence in the long run. So I know that it's hard. I know it's hard sometimes because we're like, well, let's, <laughs> what happened, you know, what happened? Like, okay, well, this is what you need to do. You need to talk to the coach. You need to ask for a different partner, blah, 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 blah. Right. We're giving her solutions. We want her to come up with those solutions on her own. And we are the, the guide and the narrator. Well, she's actually narrating it, okay? So here's an example of how, of how this would work, all right? So she comes to you and says, like, I'm, I feel like I'm always left out of my, of my team. I feel like I'm always left out, okay? Advice giving would sound like, well, have you tried asking to be a, um, part of the group? Have you tried picking a partner ahead of time? Have you tried talking to the coach? Okay, so you're guiding her to a specific end. You're you're basically teaching her to rely on you to give her the answers and tell her how to think. On the other hand, if you are going to instead teach her how to think, part of that is activating this curiosity in her, right? So it might sound something like, huh, so you felt left out at practice today. Tell me more about that. And she's going to narrate the story for you, okay? Huh, so somebody who you wanted to be partners with chose somebody else to be your partner. Or you saw everybody else partnering up and you were left alone. Hmm, okay, tell me more, tell me more, what else happened? And she is telling you, and you're just recapping. It's kind of like you're like naive to it. You're like, okay, all right, let's get cured. Like now what happened? And when you recap in this way, it actually helps her feel seen. It helps her feel seen. It helps her feel like you're listening. It helps her feel validated. Okay. And then you're going to ask questions so that she can wonder about it. Right? Huh? Now, now, what did you do next? How did that make you feel? Okay. And to kind of show you how this works in our own lives, you know, pretend that like you, you know, you're, having like a long, hard day right? Like you were stuck in traffic, you were late to work, you had a full day. And then like on your way home, you were stuck in traffic. And then you forgot something for like, you forgot something for your daughter's practice. And so she's calling you asking you to bring it. And then like you get home and dinner, like you, you realize you don't have the ingredients for dinner. And you're like, Oh, this is so frustrating. And you're telling your partner about this. And if your partner were to come back and say, huh, maybe you should have left a little earlier for for work. Or maybe you should like make yourself a list so that you make sure you don't forget Shayla's cleats next time. And oh yeah, you should probably check the refrigerator before you leave so that you make sure you have all the ingredients for dinner so that when you come home, like it's all there, right? I don't know about you, I would that would not fly, <laughs> you know? And that's what we do to our daughters when she's telling us these things and we're like, well, you need to make sure you get that early and ask to be a partner. You need to make sure, da, 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 like all these things. Instead, if your partner says something like, wow, sounds like you've had a busy, long, hard day. How can I help? Okay. That registers a little bit differently. And so the same thing happens when our daughters are coming to us and saying these things. We're not, we're not there to give solutions. Okay. As much as we want to, we're there to help guide her to her own solutions about this. And help, you know, help her know, because this is not going to be just a one-time thing. This is not a quick fix. We're always thinking big picture here. We're not thinking like, okay, how can we deal with just this? Because again, this issue of not feeling fit in, like not feeling like she fits in connected, is not going to be something that's just one time. And so we want to give her skills that she can use over and over and over again on other teams and other relationships. And when we ask our daughters questions, okay, what could you do about that? What are your thoughts about that? Hmm, what are some ideas? How could we make this better? Now she is activating that in her own mind. She is activating, hmm, this problem solving. And so it's actually, you know, overhearing your daughter say something like, huh, I don't know, I don't know what my what my teammate meant when she said that I wanted to. I wanted to be somebody else's partner. I don't know what she meant by that. That is way better than hearing your daughter say something like, she didn't want to be my partner. I hate her and she hates me and we're not friends anymore. Okay. And so guiding your daughter to that, and that's important on what you say too. So if your daughter comes to you and says something like, you know, I don't know, she didn't want to be my partner saying things like, well, it's probably because uh, she's probably jealous of you. Like, cause you got to serve last game and she didn't. So she's probably jealous into her mind. (laughs) Okay. So activate her own curiosity about things. Huh? That's interesting. I wonder, I wonder about that. I wonder what she meant about that. Okay. So that's so, so important. We're equipping her for skills beyond that. So that is what I want you to keep in mind. I'm going to give you, I, I want to share a story real quick, but to recap that piece of it, the big picture here, just one piece of this is teach her how to think, not what to think. You are not controlling, do not try and control her thoughts or get her to think to a certain end because if you are successful in that, you're successful in getting her to think what you want to think. Is that really what you want your daughter to have long-term being so influenced by other people that now she's just thinking what they think because that's what they're telling. Like we want our daughters to think for themselves and that's how they're going to have confidence in every situation, not just in this tricky teammate dynamic thing. Okay, so that's what I want you to like big picture as you're interacting with your daughter. Just to keep in mind, write it down. Put it as like a mantra. Teach her how to think, not what to think. Teach her how to think. I'm teaching her how to think, not what to think. Okay. the last thing I want to leave you with is just this is super important for you, like this whole how to think, not what to think. But also you've got to give her the tools as well and the opportunities to develop this confidence on her own. That's why we have mental training skills for athletes so that they can cultivate this own confidence in themselves and they can advocate for themselves in situations and they can, you know, examine their thoughts and get curious about their thoughts. And so, you know, shape the environment by how you respond to her, but then also come in and give her the opportunities to cultivate this confidence on her own. And I want to share one thing from the coach perspective. Okay. Cause I think this is as a coach. So, you know, I a, actually, you know, volleyball team, volleyball, quick story. I had an athlete on my team in, in the past couple years, and she she was an athlete that just didn't quite fit in with the group. She didn't quite click like the, like the other ones. And, you know, I noticed it a little bit, but I didn't, you know, as coaches, coaches actually don't see a whole lot of, of what might be going on under the surface. And I found it actually really helpful. And maybe this is something that you can think about. I found it helpful that her mom actually had a conversation with me, okay? She was like, you know, She doesn't really feel like she's having, she's still trying to figure out the teammate dynamic piece. She's not quite fitting in with the team. Right. And it wasn't like blaming anybody. You know, it wasn't like she, this girl's mean to her. This girl leaves her out. She, she was just saying, you know, she just, she just doesn't quite fit in. And, And I'm like, okay, well, this is so valuable for me as a coach to know, because that actually changed how I formed practice. Like that's how I changed how I partnered people up. Right. And how I allowed players, how I designed drills basically to ensure that this athlete was, you know, in situations where she could connect with other people. And it was never a situation where she was just like everyone partnered up and she was left out. So, as a coach, it is helpful. I find, okay, I can't speak for all coaches, but for me, it is helpful to just kind of know, like, have these, like, this little flag in my head, like, okay, she needs a little extra. I'm a little extra, but she just I just want to make sure that I'm envi- like setting up a good environment for this athlete to thrive and connect with her teammates. And so I could be more strategic in how I designed my drills and how I designed my connection, my team bonding things and how I grouped people so that she was connecting. And, you know, I knew other personalities who she would connect with like a little bit better than others. And so I would be strategic on like how I formed that those groups. So anyways, all that to say, I think it is helpful if you feel like this is a situation that's continuing, you know, clueing the coach a little bit, loop the coach in. And the other thing, you know, if your coach, if your daughter's coach is not like super into the whole team bonding or things like that, the other thing I found helpful is I, I had actually the same parent. She was amazing at like offering to do team bonding things. And like, I, I do a lot of team bonding and relationship building on my teams, but she would come in, you know, we would have a team dinner, for example. And she would say, Hey, at this team dinner. Um, and there's a lot of parent involvement. Cause I love having parents involved. She was like, at this team dinner, can I do, is it okay with you? If I run like a, a team, like speed dating thing, right? Where they like speed date, go around, ask questions to each other. Or is it okay with you? If I come up with this like game that they can play after they're done eating dinner. And I was like, yeah, most coaches are like, absolutely. You want to do that? Like take something off my plate, do it. You know, I was so open to it. And so that was also a way, as I look at it from this perspective, that this mom was also intentionally like, she wasn't stepping on my toes or anything. And I'm also very open to having, you know, parents help in this way, you know, but I had, I had organized the team dinner and she came in and was like, Hey, I have this really cool activity we could do at team dinner. And it, it helped foster connection with her daughter and with the other team so you know just from a coach's perspective those two things can also be helpful you obviously know your relationship with your coach better than I do so this may or may not work but a lot of coaches just you know are find it helpful to have a little bit of a backstory always it's always helpful to have a backstory on our athletes and then if you have creative ways where you can you know if you are that parent that likes doing like you know team things that's fun then there might be a place for it okay so to wrap up a couple of things. There are a few things. Teammate dynamics aren't going to go away. There's always going to be tricky relationships in your daughter's life because just look at your own life. Okay. Relationships are tricky. That's how it is. A lot of it is out of your control, but what is in your control is your response to your athlete and the opportunities you provide her. And today we really just keyed in on your response to make sure that you're teaching your daughter how to think, not what to think. Remember your daughter's mental game. is her biggest competitive